1: Hello, everybody. We're back. We're back. We're I'm...
2: septogenarians. <laughs> <laughs> Episode
1: 70. Episode 70. My name is Raheem Sterling, and I've just got a new tattoo of a gun. Yeah. Fear me. I mean, you and, probably uh, have got a tattoo of a gun, have you? I've got a tattoo of all kinds of nonsense, mate. Yeah, I know. Cat in the hat. You More probably...
2: problematic in many ways. Do you think Mine we... infringes on many copyrights. Do you think that people, after they get a certain amount of tattoos... I'm Luke, by the way, and this is my friend Peter. Hi. Um, when people get enough tattoos... Not think, tats, not they, tats, bro. Do you think they um, when people get bare tattoos, mm. do you think they forget the ones they've got? Uh, yeah. So if okay. I said to you now, don't look at your body, right? Give me a list. Write it down every tattoo you've got. Do you reckon you get all of them and where they are and what they look like? Uh, yeah, I've, I've only got six. So okay, fine. so it's easy. Okay, but easy if someone's pees. got the whole body done. Easy peas. Oh yeah,
1: I, I wouldn't know what. Yeah, I wouldn't know where to start. Is,
2: is it me being old, or let, let me just put you through a little scenario that I saw on the tube the other day, mm. right? Um. Is this me being old, or do you think this is fair enough? I know you're sort of similar age to me, but you're much more down with the kids than I am. I saw a guy on that the was tube. Rumor um, had tattoos all over his body, yeah, but he also had like some quite prominent tattoos on his forehead and temples and on his chin, right? And I'm thinking, mm, is that I mean, is that a bit much? <laughs> Bad boy for life. Is he going to want those tattoos? i know I sound like a dad, but is he going to want those tattoos in ten years?
1: No, it doesn't matter. I mean, like you just—it becomes part of the furniture, doesn't it? It's like having a tongue ring or a a tongue stud but on your a, face. Yeah, I, well, you know, if that's if that's you, that's you, isn't it? I, I I think you'd find you'd have to go somewhere to find people who don't believe tattoos. Well, like listen,
2: Donny. no judgement. Mm. If you are listening, you've got a tattoo on your face or head. Mm. I want to hear about it. I want to hear it's about very... your thinking. Hello at lukeandpeacher.com because it's something that fascinates me. Because to me, it looks like that is a bit too much. I think tattoos have gotten, gotten a lot better.
1: Um, yeah. you, you don't get the scratch artists that you used to get in like the 80s, where you just, you know, blokes would just come out of the Navy and go, Yeah, I'm a tattoo artist. I'll draw you a porky pig and, try yeah. and put it on your leg. And My dad's got for. one he did himself. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'd, I do find the um, art of um, people who create vintage tattoo machines. Yeah. There's some beautiful um, pieces of uh, machinery, like proper kind of bronze, chrome kind of um, yeah. creations. I'd love to own one, but I mean, it would end in me tattooing my own
2: leg and getting sepsis or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, th- I think um, tattoos just used to be sailors and murderers. And that and that, and that is everyone. <laughs> Nothing it? in between. And that was everyone. He's got I, always,
1: them, I, I, should, I always thought like, I should get me like my dad's, dad's got a couple of like shit sailor tattoos on his leg. I should just yeah.
2: get them reproduced. All, all my around. granddad's got a proper old school one on his forearm, <laughs> which is like a swirling banner with load of stuff around it. It says nice. mum and dad on it. Nice. I think he had that when he was in the
1: army. I think we spoke about my dad's before, but he, he does have Christine written on his leg. Luckily, it's my mum's name. Yeah. So it's a good go. coincidence that. He searched high and low <laughs> he, for a woman called Christine that he liked. <laughs> he and he eventually found one. Exclusively goes out with Christine's. Um, uh, and, and, you know, we talked about her last week. <laughs>
2: we did. how they met you did talk about it next week, uh, yeah. last week uh, or last episode Pete so last episode I promised the listeners they didn't ask for it but I promised them it anyway that I would take you through a very basic but very revealing I think wow, um, science quiz uh, and I'm going to do that now uh, the reason I'm going to do it is because every couple of years apparently the National Science Foundation um, reports back to the President of the United States about how um, the country is doing in regards to science and engineering now m- mm. while I may venture the current sitting president of the United States probably has little interest in this. It's a tradition that nonetheless continues every <laughs> couple of years. So the idea is that they, um, I think they do a survey of, um, I think I, I think it might actually be done sort of around the world, and each one reports back to their relative science departments or whatever. Right, um, and um, we can th- what we can then do is work out on average. Um, how different countries are doing on basic science compared to other countries. So uh, the list I've got here of the countries that do it, United States, Canada, China, the EU, India, Israel, Japan, Malaysia, and South Korea. Um, and it's quick, it's just quickly, uh, I think it's 10 true or false questions. Okay. And i got nine out of 10, as I said last time. It's not that hard. I'm not trying to show off, but I'll, I'm interested to see what your nice science thing. knowledge is like. Are you up for the challenge? Is there going to be any things about planets? Because I have no interest in planets. Well, you can to, to just take the questions as they
1: come. Mate. <laughs> I don't know. All right, yeah, fine. You don't know. Well, I can't remember. I did it ages ago. But, I mean, I'm taking this on. You know, bearing in mind, like we've all got an ego. I'm taking this on. You know, understood that you that you're uh, you're saying that you
2: have got nine out of ten. I have no proof on this. True, you have to trust me. I just have to trust but, you. But um, these are very basic. It's not like oh, what's the you know. What's the half-life of some uranium particle? It's not, it's, not, it's not like that. Some uranium... I'd hope they were a bit more specific well, Exactly. I don't well, <laughs> have any to acknowledge, so I can't give you an example of a hard science question. <laughs> all right. They're let's all go, easy. let okay? Do you want some music for this? Yeah, go for it. Give all me a right. bed.
1: Um, let's have a bit of uh, this.
2: Question one. Right. True or false? Yeah. The centre of the Earth is very hot. <laughs> true. I reckon I'll do all right in this then. True. The correct answer is true. Scientists estimate the Earth's core is more than 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit. You're one out of one. That's just the question Master showing off, though, isn't it? 86% of the European Union got that right. Right. Question I mean, that's two. That's madness. So I'm using this from a science blog, which I read quite a lot. It's very interesting. So it's all the facts and figures are coming from there. I, okay. should, recommend, I should say right. that. Question two. Um, true or false? The continents have been moving their location for millions of years and will continue to move. True. True, correct, Dawson. Wow. Are you going to be music or not? I'll just get music for the start. Is that well, it? I, I, it's, a, it's quite a short bed, I just realised. Two, <laughs> two out of two. 87% of the EU uh, got that correct.
1: Why is it no, always around what, 86, 87? Well, What's we'll see. Uh,
2: the next one isn't, actually. Uh, question three. This is this is mad. This is mad <laughs> right? Which is correct? A, the Earth goes round the sun, or B, the sun goes round the Earth?
1: Uh, the Earth goes round the sun.
2: So you're going for A? Uh, yeah. The correct answer is A. Yeah. Okay. Right. Only 66% of the European Union got that correct. I
1: think so. But I think with stuff like that, you you second guess yourself, don't you? And you're sort of like... Oh, is it oh a trick? And, and especially if you're going to... Because these questions, they look like they're quite easy. You're going to make a fool of yourself out if you get, if you get any wrong. Isn't right. It? So like,
2: all right, cool. Yeah. Question four. <clears throat> True or false. All radioactivity is man-made. Incorrect. Jesus. False. Natural false. radiation is everywhere, especially in space. 59% of the European, you got that right. Mm. Question five. True or false? Electrons are smaller than atoms. Um, yes. Correct. True. true. Five out of five, Donaldson. Only 46% of the year you got that right. Jeez. Tougher one, that one, apparently, according to them. Question six. Uh, true or false? Lasers work by focusing sound waves. Incorrect. Yeah, it's incorrect. False. Lasers construct light waves, not sound waves. You, mate, you're 100% so far. I mean, it's a re- it's a real humdinger of a quiz, isn't it? <laughs> Question seven: True or false? The universe began with a huge explosion.
1: Uh, correct. Then, yeah, no, true, true. Yeah, yeah.
2: Best guess so far, so they, they, they're giving mm. that true. Um, this is this is this is the one I didn't get right. Okay, right. And you got a 50-50 chance. Okay. True or false? It is the father's gene that decides whether the baby is a boy or a girl. Uh, um,
1: <clears throat> it is a father's gene that oh. Yeah, yeah, it's 50 50 this one. I would say false. It's
2: true! Is it? Wow. Sex is determined by two chromosomes and sperm carries one of them, either an X chromosome or a Y. Uh, whichever sperm makes it the X first to join the next chromosome is the mother's egg, in, in the mother's egg term is the baby's sex. So ah. XX is a girl and XY is a boy. Ah. Um, I knew that
1: bit, but, but the rest of it, no.
2: <laughs> so we've got two more left and I hope people are playing along at home and they can tell us how, how well they did. Um, question nine, true or false? Antibiotics kill viruses and bacteria um incorrect not bacteria surely false yes antibiotics only kill bacteria not viruses sorry I mean not yeah I'll give it to you anyway um true or false human beings as we know them today this is the final question human beings as we know them today developed from an earlier species of animal correct correct true fossils in the ground and genetic studies um have shown again and again that evolution not only gave rise to species like humans but will continue to shape the forms of our descendants. You got 9 out of 10, Peter. Whoa. On average, the EU got 70%. It's loud, isn't it? On average, the EU got 70% or 7 out of 10, so you are brainier on science brainier than the average EU the EUs, and that's why we're leaving the EU. And Fuck them. S- and sad news for those uh, Americans listening, 52% they got. That's, that's that
1: <laughs> shoddy, is, isn't it? That is very I low. wonder which ones they got. Yeah, but then it's a much more um uh,
2: Bible-y place. So and also science... science it could um, be a dogmatic reason for that. Pete, also science changes by country. Yeah. So it's different, it different, different <laughs> countries. So, so if you're in the US, the Earth doesn't go around the sun. No, exactly. And if you're in uh, Russia, it doesn't either. So it's different. <laughs> um, there you go. I thought that was an excellent quiz, Pete. You did very well. Excellent quiz. Very proud of you. Yeah, thanks, mate. No worries. Um, yeah. Should we... Um, I'm not sure how long we've been recording for, but should we have a little break and then come back and do some emails?
1: All right, then.
0: plushcare.com slash weight loss
1: just imagine that that was a, an inter-break and we're coming out of the break now we're back on the Luke and Pete
2: show I Hello. don't know what's happening here but
1: I'll just follow you your were, You were, con- you were um, uh, concentrating on drinking out of your Nalgene bottle that you found
2: and if you are listening now, Nalgene <sighs> do send me a new one I've, I've, I've had this one for ages
1: yeah, it's looking pretty shoddy to be honest, but it's it's um, it's maintained. But
2: don't you like it? It looks like I've been adventuring. It's
1: up mountains. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. It's maintained. Uh, it looks like the sort of bottle you'd see in a veterinary surgery.
2: Um, looks... uh, maybe... What, unlike a hamster cage like that?
1: <laughs> yeah, upside <laughs> down. You need a little ball,
2: <laughs> little ball in a in a in a tube, in a metal straw. Little ball in a metal straw. Um, it's time for your emails. My my personal highlight of the show. Um, Hamsters ha- will have to give them up. Why? Bloody straws, isn't it, mate? That's just re metal. What are you what? talking about? Uh, hello at LukeandPeacher.com to get in touch. The following emails you'll hear um, are all from people who have emailed us at hello at com. Nothing is off limits within reason. Just give us an email. Let us know how you're doing. Uh, respond to something we've talked about. Bring something new up. We don't mind. Um, I'd like to start with this, Pete, and I'm going to attempt to play a bit of music down the mic if you don't mind. Okay. Um, this is from Tom Tom Lindsay. Now, when you compile the emails, well, it's your turn to do it. Mm. I write little headlines um, uh, above each email just to give me a reminder of what they're about. And for this one, all I've put is, this is unreal. Right, okay. Um, this is from Tom Lindsay, and he said, I'm catching up on episode 63 before bed, and your mention of tragic boy bands has woken me right up with the thought of this clip someone showed me a while back. <laughs> Mate, this is so good. Do
1: you, do you want this uh, down, down the uh, down the old playout system rather than you playing sure. it on your laptop? So sure. How do I do that? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it myself. To be
2: honest. Okay. Right. So oh, uh, it's the band O Town mm. singing their debut single. Now, do you remember O Town? O Town it was
1: after the Backstreet Boys, after um, NSYNC, um, when so the, you kind of thought that the big American boy bands had run their course effectively.
2: So it was like they were like a turn of the century boy band weren't mm. they and, and and as you as what happens with these things um they are sort of tremendously dated but i believe they were part of a reality tv series right that called making the band
1: okay and right. that was in 2000 oh, yeah, that
2: was so, yeah so, so similar to what we had over here pop stars or whatever but that was in 2000 so mm. this clip um is from them singing their debut single and number three hit in the uk liquid dreams yeah live on miss america 2000 so it's very early on in their career, is my point. Right. And their earpieces drop out at the start of their performance, leaving them helpless but to sing in five different keys. <laughs> Needless to say, the result is awkward and hilarious. And, and Tom, who sent the email in, saying, um, Go to one minute 11 on the clip if you can, because that's the best bit. So maybe just go to a minute or whatever. And he says, Apologies to uh, fellow loyal listeners' ears if you use this on the show. Keep up the good work, Tom Lindsay. Here we go. In
0: the dark. Rest and high the rest. Oh,
1: wow. oh no like the thing is they can clearly sing they're, ca- they're, they're carrying notes
0: yeah of course she's a
1: supermodel beauty queen one of them's got a Welsh uh, dragon on his shirt which I quite enjoy
2: Yeah. Crazy, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> right, Pete, I think that's enough wow. of that. Right, so I think, what that that's reminds incredible. me of is those spoof YouTube or Facebook videos where people would overdub like really out of vocals on like U2 <laughs> songs and stuff. But that's yeah. actually real. And, um... It's, it's 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 actually one of those things that's quite cringy and quite difficult to listen to, but because you know I'm not comparing it, but you and I have been up on stage doing stuff, singing, like not, not singing, not singing, no. not singing. but in, in front of some decent a decent amount of people when stuff mm. has gone like slightly wrong, and it is horrendous. It is horrendous, <laughs> and they must know what's happening.
1: Well, you know, and this is their big film. break, right?
2: Well, is it on Miss America? I mean, so I remember being on stage, Pete, with you mm. in Glasgow. Yeah. Um, where we're doing a live football ramble show, which is our other podcast Mm -hmm. that I'm I'm sure everyone listening will will know about. If not, Mm -hmm. check it out. Uh, And we got to the point um, where you would do this um, choose-your-own-adventure-type game show with Kevin Keegan. Mm. And there's only four of us sat up on stage in front of a load of absolutely battered, pissed-up (laughs) Glaswegians. And you had already... Come on stage with a half Rangers, half Celtic shirt, yeah. which had gone down well, but was a gamble. And it I imagine was- there's some people in there who are a bit pissed off about it. And you forgot to print out the right stuff for your game. I didn't. I didn't.
1: I, I printed out a thing, so at but least it was I the wrong something. thing. It was yeah. It was. But the, this the
2: is the it. set piece thing that ends the show. Yeah. And you, I was like,
1: I'll I'll run down the thing. Yeah, then, then, I the,
2: somebody, then I remember that somebody had
1: locked the um, dressing room, so I couldn't actually access the thing I needed to access anyway. So, you know. It's not that I forgot. I just printed out the wrong thing. Yeah. Word document. If you do. It was a run of a few shows, and if you print out the wrong document, it still looks like the same document. It's still got the same title, that's a problem. When people it?
2: come to me and say, What's it like to work with Pete? Do you know what I say? Well, he needs people around him.
1: No. <laughs> You're not having that. Check out this dog. You cannot keep it around here. This is a dog. No, no, no. I'm,
0: having... I'm having a conversation <laughs>
1: Walter. Uh, no. Walter, I'm right here, but Sounds like Mongolian Throat singing. It does. It sounds like um, Return to Innocence by Enigma. It does a bit.
2: <laughs> oh, I used to love that song.
1: <laughs> I, 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 I used to love it. I,
2: I, I, can right. I just say, Liquid Dreams by Otan town going back to that, it's a good tune as well. It's a good tune. It's well. good tune. It's ruined they they didn't need us, to I ruin guess. it. They did not need to ruin it. But listen, it. Enigma, Return to Innocence. What was the other one they did?
1: Return to Innocence. I, 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 I can't remember. They also did us. one,
2: Pete. Tell me if you remember this one. You're going to have to meet me halfway in, because <laughs> I can only remember a fragment of it. Okay. It went, SARS, don't want. Do, 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 do. Oh, that was them as well, wasn't it? Really? I yeah, that
1: was them. Which one was, Dar- was Dar- Dario G, Sunshine? Yeah. Named after the ill-fated... Ill-fated? Be careful. The the, um, uh, recently maligned Dario Grady. Yeah. Uh, A fact I can no longer say on the radio because of that. Um, Do you want a quick
2: mancata before we chip off? Um, Can we... Yeah, I I don't mind one. All right. Can we do... Uh, yeah, it's a seven main car. It's a main
1: Yeah, well, when I, I switched off the YouTube to uh, get the singing dog.
2: And I think before we do that, I think what we should do is um, say to people if you have got stuff that's audially funny, send it in and we'll play it. We'll yeah. listen to it and play it out because it's fun for people to hear. I think so.
1: it's fun for people to
2: hear. That's arrogant. Yeah. Might well, not, not be. It's fun for people to hear, as in not hear from us the whole time. Okay. For an yes. unbroken hour or whatever it is normally.
1: <laughs> Look and face, The unbroken hour mm. or whatever it is. Uh, right.
0: Justice
1: for all. So, Let them
2: be this for all. Oh, oh. One more step. Hey! Say simply, very simply, with hope. Good
1: morning. Hi, uh, Men Carter. <laughs> um, uh, the gentleman by the name of uh, Perrin, Perrin from Canada, has got in touch little bit rude in the way that he's, uh, he's briefed this uh, particular, uh, or preceded this, this email. Uh, Howdy
2: ho, dickheads. You're called Perrin, mate. You have a bit <laughs> of self-awareness. I'm like,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh He also sends the email saying, Perrin from Canada. Love Perrin from Canada. Put me on your damn podcast. Rude. I thought Canadians are all very polite. Canada, America's hat. <laughs> I don't like uh, how do you, it, uh, I was just in the UK for a few weeks and came oh, that's probably why I've been so rude to be honest mm. uh, and I came from uh, picked the, up some bad habits Yeah, <laughs> came from Canada surrounded by apple orchards that's where I am from uh, and I could have brought you some fresh from last fall uh, apples had I known uh, but he didn't uh, anyway I'm corresponding to tell you a story about a man the listener talking about old Mike Malloy reminded me of this this is a story you've likely heard a version of before but this tough prick had a crazy enough story that it needs to be told his name is Hugh He was born in 1783 in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Is that the Scranton at the paper company, Dunder Mifflin? Dunder Mifflin, In 1816, while working uh, as a trapper near the Texas coast, he was captured by pirates and forced to live and work as a pirate uh, for nearly two years, going around the Gulf of Mexico stealing shit. Uh, I love the informal way he's written this. Uh, One day, when uh, a few miles off the coast, he jumped off the ship and swam to shore, escaping the pirate life and moving inland, where he was captured by Pawnee Indians. He uh, won over his new overlords and lived with them for two more years. In 1823, uh, Hugh and a group of Pawnee uh, walked to St. Louis, uh, where he joined an expedition to go fur trapping up the Missouri River. I really liked St. Louis. It was good. Uh, the big arch was very enjoyable. Uh, not long after, uh, Arakara uh, Indian warriors attacked the crew and Hugh was shot in the leg. They retreated to the nearest fort only after killing a metric hook of uh, Indians in retaliation. Um, They set off again uh, up the Yellowstone River where uh, Hugh stumbled upon a grizzly bear with two cubs and a serious attitude problem. Hugh managed to kill the bear, but not before being savagely mauled by her. His head, leg, arms, chest and back were torn to pieces. He couldn't maintain consciousness for any real period of time. The rest of his trapping party carried his broken, mangled ass for two days before deciding... Uh, finally, that he was nearly literally dead weight. Two men stayed behind to bury him after he finally died With the, while the rest of the crew continued. The two men, Fitzgerald and Bridges, got fed up with waiting after two or three days with Hugh refusing to kick the bucket and eventually left him alive on the ground with no supplies and near death and reported back to their crew lying and saying that he died. Several days later, Hugh regained consciousness and found himself alone with no rifle, no knife, no supplies. What he did have, though, was a broken leg, festering rotten wounds all over, including a gash in his back and a side. Uh, deep enough to show his ribs after setting the bone in his own leg Hugh wrapped himself in the bear hide that had been left behind and started to crawl to the nearest American settlement which is more than 200 miles away by, by crawling uh, and then making a crappy raft to uh, float down river Hugh made it to the fort six, green, uh, six weeks later surviving on roots and berries and allowing man- maggots to eat his rotting wounds to prevent gangrene good on him uh, good old uh, Hugh uh, eventually recovered from his injuries and then went on to try and find the tool bags that abandoned him the dude holds a grudge Travelling by foot and by raft uh, for hundreds and hundreds of miles, he eventually was reunited with his old crew who must have been surprised as he was dead as far as they knew. He worked on trapping missions with these folks, including one with a friendly tribe of uh, 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 Aikara Indians um, who turned out to be lying assholes. Uh, They killed two of the men in the party and stole all of their uh, possessions. Hugh hid behind some rocks and had to survive off the land with nothing but his knife and a chunk of flint, making his way several hundred miles back to the nearest fort, which took about two months. Sometime after, Hugh got wind of the whereabouts of Fitzgerald, who wanted to kick the crap out of, and more specifically, kill... Uh, one problem, Fitzgerald joined the army. Hugh confronted Fitzy and basically walked up to the uh, army's commanding officer and said, I'm going to kill this guy, uh, to which the officer informed him that he would have to kill Hugh if he, if he, if he killed an enlisted man uh, and all the rest. Basically, Fitzgerald lived, but he did have to give Hugh his rifle back and Hugh was given $300 by the army as compensation to buy new gear. Hugh told Fitzy to stay in the army forever or else he would cut his head off. Hugh continued to trap and just mess around in the wilderness until 80.33 when it was assumed that he and two fellow trappers uh, were murdered by uh, Arikaras and never seen again. I uh, I wrote this email while walking only four miles home from work while being attacked by mosquitoes and I feel like I'm going to die. I can't imagine going 200 miles with a broken leg being attacked by Indians and bears. Uh, Hugh is the shit and deserves to be uh, portrayed by a way tougher look at act- looking actor than Leonardo DiCaprio in The Reverend Hugh Glass, the man that refused to die until at one time he actually died
2: yeah when I was hearing this story which is a fantastic one I was thinking to myself this sounds a lot like The Revenant yeah and it is oh it is The Revenant it's the actual story yeah, yeah. I so, got the end of that so those of you who right. have seen the film uh, will have learned nothing new there ha <laughs> ha
1: well, what are you going to do? But if you
2: haven't, I hope you bloody enjoyed it. Now, maybe, Pete.
1: Maybe they've learned a different way to say um, Native Americans. So. I,
2: I believe Hugh deserves to be in the, in Mencasa, so I'm happy with that. Yeah. Um, I want to break with tradition because there is... I've a... never seen The Revenant, so I don't know. Okay. Well, that, well I think it's that fine. much has become clear. Right, okay. Um, I want to break with tradition and go back very, very quickly to an email we forgot to do. Okay? Okay. We should do it. Right. It's from a guy called old, uh, Eddie O'Grady.
1: Eddie O'Grady! I mean, I
2: mean and if that is your real name, Eddie then fair enough. But mm. I have my doubts. But it doesn't matter. Mm. He says, uh, Hi, both. Luke's recent retelling of the time he blagged a music lesson by changing the words from Sweet Child of Mine to Winter Blues in episode 64. Do you remember that, Pete? Yes. <clears throat> Reminded me of a similar experience I had in my final year of high school. The year was 1999 and as we were soon to be leaving, a few of us decided to put together a newspaper reminiscing on our last five years to distribute to our yearmates. They love all that stuff, don't they, in America? Mm. Was it yearbooks? not that kind of stuff. Yeah. Halfway through this process, we found out we were short of content and needed some filler. At this time, Baz Lerman had just released his spoken word song, Everyone is Free to Wear Sunscreen. You remember oh, that? Oh,
1: good Lord. You can't pass that off. Ugh.
2: You may recall the <laughs> opening line of... Well, this is brilliant. You, you, you want to get with this. You may recall that the opening line of which was, Ladies and gentlemen of the class of 99. It seemed apt for the newspaper, so I wrote the lyrics down on PC but made the mistake of finishing the document with my name. That old chestnut, Eddie. Yeah, whatever, uh, mate. The following day, having handed the lyrics to our English teacher slash editor... I was, in, I was in my phone room and she interrupted the register and asked me to come with her. She sat me down and started by telling me my poem was one of the most profound things she'd ever read while literally wiping tears from her eyes. That was a time I probably should have confessed. She pleaded with me to enter it into a national poetry competition to send it to the local paper and even asked whether it could be reproduced and distributed to other local schools. I relented, saying that as the piece was so personal to me, mm. I didn't want the attention. Yeah, you should have confessed. <laughs> she bought this, uh, so she bought this and breathed. A, I breathed a sigh of relief that my blag had been successful. Fast forward to two weeks later, at leave Leavers assembly and the teacher surprised me in front of the entire school and asked me to get on the stage. She introduced me and told the group that I had some words of advice for the year. I was then forced to read the poem and or song in full to a puzzled uh, room. It felt like I was up there for an eternity telling my friends to look after their knees, stretch, do one thing each day that scares them, (laughs) and not read beauty magazines. All the while, the teacher had wet eyes and her (laughs) hands were clasped in front of her face full of pride. I got a sparse and confused round of applause and quickly left the stage. The next time I saw the teacher in question was at results day, when she informed me that she'd shown the poem to her friends and had been made to feel like an out-of-touch square by not knowing the song was being played on Radio 1 every 10 minutes. <laughs> she did forgive me, though. Many thanks for reminding me of that grim old day. That's from Eddie.
1: I think she forgave you outwardly, but I have heartbrock a little bit that day.
2: I think he's really, really, really let her down. <laughs> really let her down. I think it's I, terrible.
1: I remember, hearing, I remember hearing that for the first time uh, on the Chris Moller show when he was on Radio 1 uh, in the afternoon. And I remember going, oh, that is that is amazing. Uh, and then this woman came on, and he kept playing it, going, listen, this is amazing. It's incredible. Hmm. And this last came on the radio, just crying her eyes out, going, oh, my God. And I was like, yeah, I'm never going to express the opinion that I enjoyed Basil so How much <laughs> you especially. care about
2: what, what other people
1: think of you, Peter? What?
2: You thought I can't it's not cool anymore to like it.
1: Well no, I liked it the first time and then I was like, Oh, yeah. Maybe it is a bit hack. <laughs> we should when, have, I, when I heard someone else's reaction to it, I was like, Oh yeah, maybe it is a bit shit.
2: Isn't that weird? It's almost twenty years old, so maybe um we should revisit and see what we think <laughs> revisit of it. it. They're there, they're there, and quickly before we go, there was another guy who got in touch, Pete, saying it's very, very simple. He just said, um Pete um, the word for farts in Japanese is Onara oh yeah best onara. Dan Onara beautiful
1: I'm it, taking that good
2: good for <laughs> I'm you I'm taking that i running with um, it shall I squeeze one more in alright if you want yeah. I love, I'm just loving it, I'm just loving loving it. it. it I, I feel like we have a duty to just get as many as we can because mm. people email all the time quickly then from Matt don't do your quiz mate I know, yeah, I should have done. I should have just ditched the quiz, shouldn't I? (laughs) Um, Matt says, um, Love the Winter Blues song and I had it in my head a week. I'm not sure when I'll be able to sing the original lyrics again, but I do hope it's soon. Reminded me of my own plagiarism at school. I'm not the most imaginative or creative person, so I ripped off an episode of A Touch of Frost. (laughs) that my parents had watched the previous weekend for a GCSE English short story and got away with it. A touch of frost. Class.
1: Fantastic stuff. He says,
2: I also like the sideburn shaving story. When I was a student, I'd grown a huge beard and was out for some some day drinking and got chatting to some amazing girls, which I arranged to meet, who I arranged to meet later. Amazing girls! The one I had been talking to said she didn't like beards. So before we met them, I nipped home for a trim. In my very drunken state, however, I couldn't seem to level off the two sides equally and kept trimming them higher and creating inverse sideburns right up to my temple. (laughs) Went out with a beanie hat on and despite it being an indie club, I looked like a proper knob and did no get the girl. Uh, Cheers, lads. Love the show. Matt, he says, I'm also a pilot, but I'm not the official pilot of the show due to a lack of narco cargo. I understand that. (laughs) But I did carry some interesting stuff around the Middle East. Falcons sat with their handler in business class and a cooler bag of camel piss. Wow. Uh, is that used in medicine or something? Must be used for falcons, used no? The scent, the scent. Oh used yeah, for falcons. that rings a bell. Um, I'm reading the lines there, but it must be that. I do enjoy it
1: when a group dynamic dictates that um, a man has to claim ownership over. This is the one I'm talking to.
2: Yeah, lads are daft, aren't they? Because you're too nervous to talk that. to anyone, aren't you? No, I just really. don't like anyone. You're not. You're not. You're not somebody who likes going up to people and just talking to them, are you?
1: No, God. I mean that is the sign of an imbecile, in my opinion. What actually talking? <laughs> to I people. need to tell you about the things in my head. Arrogant. Okay, in your mind if someone if someone comes at you and talks to you, fine. In your mind then Pete. It makes me happy when they do though. And that's and that's why I hate myself. Yeah, but
2: Pete, surely if you're by that rationale, oh it's arrogant to go over and talk to people and tell them about the things in your head. Yeah. When someone does that to you, are they just not doing that? Yeah, but I like it when they do that. Oh, because you're because I'm
1: a because la- then I can tell them the things in my head. Because you're an empty but shell. I can, but I don't want to open. I'm,
2: uh, well, I'm a some, sponge. Sometimes you say things, and I think, how did we even become friends? No. How did we? What's your What's your assessment of how we became friends? Friends is too strong. Okay, I, that's colleagues. my assistant colleagues. Okay, how did we become colleagues? I
1: had access to radio studios that you and your podcast needed. <laughs>
2: Yeah, fair. Yeah, fair. Yeah. <laughs> so hang on a minute. Now I don't need it. Why are you still here? Yeah, good point, yeah. actually. Good point. Just don't talk to me, all right? <laughs> radio show radio show man doesn't like talking to people no, if they're in them. the room with him. I talk <laughs> <at them. laughs> he just likes to preach. Make of that what you will. <laughs> Put a microphone in front of him and he'll talk to you all day. Yeah. Right, that's um, enough.
1: Yes, that's enough. Let's get out of here. Um uh, I mean, I don't know whether we're gonna edit out that um bit from The Revenant, but I I've not seen the Revenant. So I I, I thought he was saying that if it was played by someone else it might be better than The Revenant. I thought that was the his argument, but clearly not.
2: Well, I still think it's an interesting story worth hearing. Well, I, mean, I haven't seen The Revenant. I thought that story was interesting. Stop but... saying you haven't seen The Revenant. We know that. You I'm
1: said just, it four times. I'm just saying that that's why I read it out. If I'd seen The Revenant, I probably wouldn't have gone for that in any kind
2: entry. <laughs> you know that... Uh, well, listen, you, the time has come for you to take responsibility for <sighs> for your section of the show. But listen, Nick... Hasn't seen it either because someone replaced his VHS tape with animals.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that bear's big. Uh, right, let's get out of here. Um, it's been real or something. Um, we'll be back next week with more looking picture off on. fun. All right. Probably a bit of more um, boy band uh, music as well. Love it. Love, Love it. it. Cheers. See you later. Do you remember when Boyzone did that performance on that Irish TV show and they, they were just, just terrible dancers? That's great. Yeah, didn't really it's sing. absolutely great. Fantastic.